Hi, good afternoon, listeners. My name is Phil C, and this is Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Flashbacks. I do it live every Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m., and uh, I want you to send in lots of requests, but remember, they've got to be Aussie only. Got a great special guest on the program this evening, as promised, Mr. Russell Morris, and he's going to talk us through some of his greatest hits, and he's going to talk to us about uh, some of his later hits. So make sure you stick around for that, okay? Whatever you do, don't you... Uh, don't you go running out home early, okay? Because I know the wind is howling and everybody's freezing, but you know what? we got some great music planned, and uh, if you want requests, you know what to do. I'm going to start the show with this one. It's a great song. It's one of Russell's big, big hits, and I did uh, say I was going to talk to him about this one. going to find out all about this one when I get him on the phones later this afternoon. Maybe I'm maybe only dreaming Miss the sun come back to stay
Oh, there you go, listeners. My most favourite song of Russell Morris's, and uh, you make sure you stick around, okay? Because you're going to find out how that song was written and what inspired it. That's one of the questions I'll be asking him uh, when I get him on the phones a little bit uh, later on, as well as this one. I do have my favourites, and I am going to be playing some of his latest stuff as well, talking about that.
Oh, there you are, listeners. Wings of an Eagle by the great Australian Russell Morris. Going to have him on the phones a little bit later on this afternoon, OK? So make sure you stick around. It's going to be a really good chat. I've spoken with him a couple of times leading up, so we've got a bit of an idea what we're going to discuss, all right? It's going to be fantastic. Just uh, make sure you do stick around for that one. OK, I got my first request in for the afternoon. Going out to Mark. He wanted to hear some Wolf Mother. Track he selected is a number called The Joker and The Thief. You're listening to Phil C. This is Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Flashbacks. Do it every Sunday. Start a full go through till 6 o'clock.
Ah, there you go. Listen, going out to Mark. Joker and the Thief. Now, if you do want to hear anything special, you can give me a call. You can do it the old-fashioned way if you like. one three double o four nine four nine double eight. Even if you don't want a song, if you just want to chat. I'm a nice guy. I won't bite you, I promise. Or you can text me on 0492-994-445. But remember, they got to be Aussie. Going to play some tats. Straight after this, I've got a request for Chris. Want to hear some Billy Thorpe? There you go, listeners. Rose Tattoo. We can't be beaten. I won't be beaten either. I love doing this Aussie Aussie music deal for you every Sunday from 4 through until 6. Now, if you miss uh, any of my past shows, okay, go and check out my website. It's called aussieflashbacks.com.au. Now, there you're going to find podcasts of previous shows and also previous interviews. Uh, there's a gig guide on there. Or there's not a lot of gigging going on at the moment, but there is a gig guide, and that will be filled up once we start doing that sort of stuff again. And uh, why not follow me on Facebook, Aussie Flashbacks on Facebook, or check me out on 
Spotify as well, okay? Now, I've got a request. This one's going out to Chris. Wanted to hear some Billy Thorpe. Now, this song, when it first came out, was banned by 2SM, which was then the music channel of the decades. And uh, for the reason why Billy was a bit of a bad boy, you know, he used to he used to swear a lot and carry on a lot and encourage people to get drunk and carry on. <laughs> great guy, great guy. Met him a few times, but uh, a real straight shooter, you know, and didn't really give a... Um, yeah, and anyway, um, they just refused to play it. He, they just said, no, nah, not playing this song at all. The only way he could buy it was at his gigs, and I got one at his gig, and the guy who requested it, he got one at the gig as well. So for the people who weren't at that gig who didn't get to buy it, it's a song called Movie Queen. There you go, listeners. Oh, there you go, folks. Movie Queen. I remember seeing that guy. And uh, when I bought that particular record, it was a four, what was it, a 45? Yes, a seven-inch single. Came out of the gig and uh, you, you were walking around the streets in a daze. 
<laughs> literally, and you couldn't hear for about three days. It felt like you were in a fishbowl. The guy was just enormous on stage with so much volume that it was just, uh, it was like being sort of <laughs> hit in the head with a Mack truck. Unbelievable and sadly gone to rock and roll heaven way too early in his life. Alrighty, I've got to send a song out. This is a silver chair track. It's going out to Mark again. Mark's got a lot of music he wants to hear this afternoon. Good on you, Mark. And if anybody else wants to request, 1300 or 0492 He's asked me for a track by Silver Chair. It's called Tomorrow.
there you go. Silver chairs tomorrow. And that one's going out to Mark. Now, uh, I'm going to play a track by Corey Legg. Corey was uh, one of my guests on the show, I think it was about three weeks ago now. And he's got a brand new album coming out, okay? It's coming out in September. And he's got a brand new single from this particular album. The album is called Some Days, okay? And... Um, 1st of September, he's just messaged me now. It's coming out on the 1st of September, and I know that he was uh, doing some um, some signed copies of it to you, and, well, it's probably too late to get it to you by the 1st of September now, but if you do want a signed copy, check him out on Facebook, and uh, I think they were $25 for the CD, signed, postage included, and he'll get it back to you. And it's a good CD. I haven't been able to play the whole lot. I've played a couple of singles from it, Fireball, which is going really, really well for him, and um, the other one I was playing from it was um, a number called Last Night I Dreamt of You. Now, he's got a brand new single from it, and there is a there is an official video, which you can check out on YouTube. It's uh, The song is called Some Days, which is the same name as the album. So check it out. Corey Legg, folks. That's what I thought 
There you go, listeners. That is Corey Legg. Now, that's his brand-new song, Some Days, from the album of the same name title, okay? It comes out uh, very, very soon, okay? If you want to get a copy of it, uh, you can get him in Facebook. He will uh, he will get you one, sign it for you and post it to you. Um, it's $25, and that's signed and everything with free postage, so it's a great deal. Check it out, okay? I'm going to play a good track now by a good mate of mine. It's a number called They Got Your Number. Oh, dedicated to the Highway Patrol. We travel a lot. It's called They Got My Number. It's KB. They got his number. Oh, oh, oh. 
Time to let the boy loose.
The mighty Kevin Borridge, they got my number. <laughs> He's a heck of a nice guy and what an incredible musician, fantastic guitar player and all-round real nice bloke. I absolutely love the guy. All righty, I've got a request now going out to Julie. She wanted to hear some uh, Richard Clapton. The song she's asked me for is a number called Deep Water and straight after that I've got some classic Stevie Wright. Straight after this, folks, anything special you want to hear, Give me a call, 1300 494 988, or message me on 0492 994 445. We used to go down to the beach tonight. Fireflies dancing in the promenade light. All those rock and roll bands used to really swing. And I'd do the foxtrot with sweet Christie. Yeah. 
sitting out on the Palm Beach Road. I'm so drunk and the car won't go. My crazy eyes keep looking out to sea. The Sunday drivers are cruising round. Wish they'd all go back to town. What do they expect to find? Sure as hell ain't There you go, listeners. Deep Water, Richard Clapton, going out to Julie. All righty, if you've just joined me, I'm Phil C, and this is Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Flashbacks. I do it every Sunday from 4 through until 6 p.m. My special guest on the program a little bit later on this afternoon is going to be Mr. Russell Morris. You've got to stick around for that one. We're going to have a lot of fun chatting about some of his music. And um, next week, my special guest is Jade Hurley. Wow, we've gone way back, but we've got Jade Hurley on the program next week, okay? So make sure you check that one out as well. Now, if you've missed any of my past interviews, like I've done quite a few, um, they're on my podcast. Go to um, aussieflashbacks.com.au and there you'll find past shows, past podcast interviews with people like Kevin Borich. Uh, Who else have I done? Glenn uh, Shorick. John Williamson, just to name a few. There's so many on there, okay? So go and check them out or follow me on Facebook as well or on Spotify. Now, I'm going to play this track. Um, this is a number called Evie. Now, as you know, Evie is like a, about a 10 or 11-minute anthem. I, I'd play it. I'd be happy to play it. But the chap who requested it said um, he's from Party Central. He said to me, oh, no, just play the, ver- the first part, part one. Because, you know, we've just played a, 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 an eight-minute song by Kevin Porridge. And then if we play a ten-minute track by Stevie Wright, by the time I get through uh, the real thing, which is about six and a half minutes, and I also want to play uh, part three into Paper Walls before we get Russell on the show, and that's about another six-and-a-half-minute anthem. By the time we play those three or four songs, <laughs> it would be time for him to come on. So we're going to play the short version of Evie. This is Evie, part one. It's going out to Mark at Party Central. Hope you're not too cold down there, my friend. Freezing Arctic wind blasting at the moment.
Ah, there you go, listeners. What do you think of that one? Evie's Part 1. Great track, great track. Love the whole thing. From his Hard Road album, which, of course, a great album. Fantastic album. I'm lucky I've got it on vinyl and I've also got it on uh, CD and it's out of pressing. You can't get it anywhere. And I'm unfortunate. I would love to have met the man um, and uh, had a chat with him and maybe got him to sign it for me because... Yeah, he's gone to rock and roll heaven like so many other great artists way before their time. Although Stevie did, he did lead a, a bit of a rough, rough life, didn't he? he had a bit of a double-edged sword going, but he's uh, he's gone to a better place, I think. Alrighty, before I uh, before I go to this next request, I, I just want to remind you, my special guest on the uh, phones this evening, Russell Morris. Going to be getting him up very, very shortly. But before that happens, uh, I've got to play a few more requests. Make sure you stick around, okay, because it's going to be a great chat. I, I just know it. It's going to be a great chat. We've chatted already once or twice this week, and uh, it's going to be so so much fun to have him actually on the phones. Alrighty, this one's going out to Maureen. Now, Maureen's in Druin, Victoria, and she's asked me for some skyhooks. I bet it's freezing cold down there, Maureen. It's probably snowing. Chips, Mars bars, and roadside tips, and if you 
Going out to Maureen in Druin, Victoria. This is my city. And I've got to tell you, I bet it is freezing cold down there and it's probably snowing. It's probably snowing. Oh, you better make sure you got your uh, you got your flannelette sheets on, okay? Make sure you keep yourself warm, my dear. All righty, this next one. Going out to Wizzo from Party Central. Wanted to hear some Swanee. We're going to do a double shot of John, okay? He's uh, in the process of trying to put an album together right at the moment. And uh, I've been seeing a lot of his stuff on Facebook. So I'm going to do a bit of a double shot for John Swan. Now, this is going out to Chris. He wanted to hear a number called Crazy Dreams. Wizzo. Chris Wizzo. Party Central.
Oh, there you go, listeners. The song is called Crazy by John Swan. Swanee going out to Wizzo at Party Central. Going to do a double shot because I really love this man's music. And uh, I'm going to try to get him on the program. He's doing a new album at the moment, uh, trying to get a new album together. And um, I think he's got a lot of talent. He's a great singer and uh, he's doing it tough, I think, because of the, the COVID situation. A lot of these guys can't gig. And uh, But he's staying positive and he's staying focused and he's writing some new stuff, which is incredible. This song is a classic of his. It's a favourite of mine. It's called Temporary Heartache. You're listening to Phil C on Aussie Flashbacks. Do it every Sunday from 4 through until 6 o'clock.
Oh, there you go, listeners. Temporary heartache, John Swan. Now you're listening to Phil C on Aussie Flashbacks every Sunday, doing it live from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, I'm going to play a couple of tracks in a moment. I'm going to do a double shot, and then straight after that we're going to have the great Russell Morris on the phones. But before that happens, I want to announce my guest entertainer next week, which is Jade Hurley. Now, Jade Hurley's got a brand-new album out. Came out last year. It's called The Vault, uh, and the one before that was an album called Naked, and um, I think that came out about 2014. And on the front cover of that, I'm going to ask Jay when I get him on the phones next week. He's actually sitting on a piano stool, naked. <laughs> you can't see anything. You can't see any of his any of his rude bits, but. Wow, <laughs> Jade, hey, naked, very appropriate considering the, the name of the album is Naked. But uh, this one I'm going to play a track from is called The Vault and it came out um, late last year. The song, he does a lot of covers um, and this is a cover and I think this is a cover everybody's going to like. It's a number called Johnny Be Good. Jade Hurley from his album The Vault. What do you think? Johnny, be good. 
Now, that's from a brand new album, okay? The album is called The Vault, and it came out last year, and that's Jade Hurley. Now, Jade's 77, I think, 78 years of age, and um, I've got to tell you, he still gets his leg up on the side of the piano, and <laughs> he absolutely goes bananas up there. Like, you wouldn't think that the man of that age would be carrying on like that on stage, and he still pulls him in. He still packs... A huge crowd, I've got to tell you. So he's going to be my um, special guest on the show next week. Now, I'm going to play one more song and then I've got a double shot. This is my last request before the um, interview with Russell Morris. So this is going out to Rod. Now, Rod's in Druin, Victoria, and he wants to send a song out to his lovely other half, Maureen. There you go, some classic rock and roll. J-O-K, She's My Baby, going out to Rod in Druin, where apparently it's freezing cold. (laughs) I can only imagine, down there in Victoria. All right, I'm going to do a double shot of Russell, and then we're going to have him on the phone straight after these two songs that I'm about to play. And these are two of the songs I really wanted to find out the backstories to, okay? The first one is The Real Thing. A lot of rumours about this track, okay? We're going to clear it up tonight.
Well, listeners, as promised, my special guest this week had five top ten singles during the late 1960s and early 70s. He was inducted into the ARIA Hall of Fame in 2008 with record sales both gold and platinum. An ARIA award winner with a voice that never sounds tired. Listeners, I give you Mr. Russell Morris. How are you, Russell? I'm really good, Phil. Thanks. Oh, mate, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I really appreciate that. I know you're a busy, busy man. Uh, even I, even with COVID, it's sort of slowing you down a bit, but I, I know you've got a few gigs happening, uh, uh, one today, um, a little, and you've also got one coming up next month. Is that right? I've, I've got four coming up next month, so that's good. And Because uh, uh, I'm up in Queensland, and... Uh, Queensland's still open at this stage, touch okay. wood, so that those shows uh, can still go ahead. Fantastic. And you've also got that big boat cruise happening next year with a bunch of great Australian artists and Susie Quattro is the headliner, I believe. Yeah, that's in November next year. Yeah. So hopefully the world is not in lockdown next year. We'll see how we go. So fingers fingers crossed, mate, you'll be, um, you'll be still able to do that gig without any dramas. Yeah. Fantastic. Mate, a bit of fun. I think it'll be great fun, mate. I think it'll be excellent fun. Look, before we before we start talking about um, your later albums, I wanted to touch on some of your early, early stuff from right back from the start of your career, if you wouldn't mind talking us through some of your tracks. Yep. Okay. What I, what I wanted to do, because I've had, I've had a few of the, the listeners, when they realised you were going to be the special guest today, what they did was they sort of sent me in some messages and said, oh, can you ask him this, can you ask him that? One of the questions they wanted to ask me uh, to ask is, in, so many people asked this question, was to do with your big, big hit back in the 1968, I think it was the real thing. Now, that... Yeah, 69. Yep. 69. Okay, now that yep. was written by Johnny Young. And uh, it was produced by Ian, Mel, uh, Ian Meldrum, uh, Molly Meldrum. Yep. Was that song specifically written for you, was the question, or was it written for somebody else and Molly heard it and said, no, nah, this is a track, we've got to give this to Russell because it's such a great well, track. It's it's really a Russell track, you know what I mean? What happened, I was in a band called Somebody's Image and the band looked like it was disintegrating because a couple of guys wanted to do this and wanted to do that. And yep. I decided I want to go solo, so I approached Johnny Young and said, I want to be a solo artist. Can you give me an artist? Can you give me any um, sort of hints or direction? Right. And he actually patted me on the head and, and said, when you grow up to be a big pop star like me, you might be able to do it, but good luck. Okay. And did, that was this. And uh, that was about all, of, all the response I got from him. And then I did the go show, the final go show. It was the only time I appeared on it. And he was on the panel and I sang the somebody's image hit but I did it as a solo artist and sang it by myself Okay. and the kids all went nuts and Johnny saw dollar signs okay. and I came off stage and he was waiting for me in the dressing room and he said um, would you like some songs okay. I've written some songs and yeah. I said yeah 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 so he played me some songs and Ian Meldrum was there and so was Michael Barnett who was mentioning at the time and we listened to them and said yeah, they're alright they're okay yeah Girl, I love you. That's not a bad song, but yeah, we're looking for something different. Have you got anything different? And he said, no, not really. So I've written this song as a joke. He said, it's more for a band. He okay. said, there's some friends of mine in a band that, we'd, uh, that might that might record this. And we said, play it. Okay. And he played it. And Ian and I looked at each other and said, that's the song we want. And Johnny okay. said, 
that's not a solo artist song. You're nuts. Uh-huh. We said, that's the song we want. That's the one. Okay. And th- for that reason, that that's what happened. And his version of it was vastly different to what it became because mm-hmm. Ian Meldrum had this incredible far-sighted vision of what the song would become. And without Ian Meldrum, that song never would have become what it was. The song okay. was a great song in itself, yep. but it needed something special, and that special was Ian. Okay, and, he, and, and, and naturally um, Ian dragged up all the finest talent he could in Melbourne to give you, you know, you, you had people like from the group that was backing the vocals on it. And, yeah, there was lots of people on there. Yep, and lots and lots of people on that on that particular record, and it, it ran for like six and a half minutes. So, other than I think probably "Hey Jude" by the Beatles at around about the same time period, that would have been a, a real <laughs> a turnaround for Australian radio and an Australian artist to have a track that ran nearly six and a half or seven minutes, wouldn't it? Surely. Yeah, well, it was only supposed to be three and a half, but the band got to the end of the song and. The drummer played a fill and they went into double time. Right. And the engineer was about to push the button and say, okay, that's it. Because uh-huh. he looked at Ian and said, is that the end of the song? Yep. And we said, yeah, that's it. And uh, as he went to push it in, he said, no, no, let them play. Okay, okay. So they just played and played till the drummer actually did a fill and threw his sticks down to finish it. <laughs> and uh, Ian, said, Ian said, don't worry, we'll fade that. Okay. And um, we'll fade it after the end of the song. And then that night he rang me up and he said, I've got this brilliant idea. He said, I want the song to be six and a half minutes long. Wow. And I okay. said, you're nuts. No one will play it. Yeah. He said, I said, what are you going to do with the last three minutes? So I said, there's nothing there. Yep. Yep. He said, we'll put sound effects. You did. Yeah. And uh, so he was the one that had that vision, not me uh-huh. or Johnny Young. Johnny Young wasn't even allowed in the studio. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was, it was Ian's, totally Ian's uh, idea and for that end, it was totally Ian, no one else. Right. So it wasn't, see, I've, I've heard all these rumours that that song was actually written for somebody else and it was actually no. Molly who said, no, nah, we want this for Russell. So it was it was just a song you and Russell, you and Ian sort of said, hey, let's do that. Yeah, and Michael Barnett. We all heard it and liked it. And yep. but Johnny said it was for some friends who had a rock band. He yeah. said, no, this is a rock band song. He said okay. it's not a, because he wrote it very much like Pictures of Matchstick Men. Okay. Okay. He said, that's how it should be. And we said, no, no, we don't see it like that. And he thought we were nuts. Okay. And uh, no, people said, oh, it was written for Ronnie Burns. It never was. Yeah, that's what I've uh, been hearing, you see. That's what I heard. It was a Ronnie yeah, Burns no, song. No, no, it wasn't. It was written for um, a band. And then Johnny specifically went out and wrote Smiley for for, for Ronnie, Ronnie Burns. Burns yeah. um, Johnny was very... He was a great writer, a very underrated writer. He would tailor make the song to the person okay. to reflect their public persona. For instance, Smiley. Yeah, well, fantastic uh, song Bonnie from Burns Ronnie. Was always smiling with that big smile and the dimple in his cheek, right? Yep. yep. So, um, Rusty Wiley, I Am the Star. That's right. A guy who came yeah. along and it, it compared his own TV show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lionel Rose. That's right. Uh, I thank you. Yeah. It, I thank you because Lionel had become a world champion. He was such a humble guy and everyone loved him. Yep. It was perfect. You know, so Johnny was really good at reading yes. the, the public's persona, the view of the persona of a particular artist, and he picked it. Whereas with me, he didn't pick that. We picked it. We thought, no, we want something really different. He might have written something. If we had said, well, Girl That I Love, 
would, would have been more than what he'd written for me. Right. But that's not what I wanted. We wanted something that was really left of centre. <laughs> you sure as heck picked something absolutely yeah. left of centre. Now, what about the next one that you did, which was uh, another sort of seven-minute anthem, oh, six-and-a-bit-minute six and anthem, which was um, part three into Paper Walls. Was that, was, what was that all about? Well, this was sort of the beginning of the end for Ian and myself. Ian, Ian became like Cecil B. DeMille, and he's still my dearest friend. I, I love him dearly. But he, he, he decided that the next song we had to make had to be bigger than the real thing. And I said, Ian, you can't keep doing this. Right. You can't keep making things bigger and bigger and bigger. So he combined two songs, one song that Johnny wrote and one song that I wrote, and put them together. Mm-hmm. And uh, called it Parts into Paper Walls, and mm. it ended with the real thing and went into this. And, and then he put the girl I love on the back with a big orchestra, and I just didn't want any of that. I, I wanted things to go to simplicity. Yes. And I wanted things to be simple, and he didn't see it that way. And we had a creative sort of uh, crossroads. Okay. And um, they were big hits, but I, 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 I didn't want to do lush songs with strings and sort of, Sort of uh, pop starry songs. I wanted to be more at that stage. I wanted to be like Cat Stevens or Neil Young, or so that's where we start to fall apart. And that's okay. where I finally said to Ian, "I'm going out on my own, and I'm going to write all my own songs. If they're crap and they don't sell, so be it. But I'm, that's how I'm going to be. I'm going to be self-sufficient." Okay. So can you tell me? Because one of my favourite songs of yours from that sort of time period is "Sweet Sweet Love" and "Wings of an Eagle." Is "Sweet Sweet Love" like the lyrics of that song? Where was the inspiration for that? Was that somebody in your life at the time, or, or was it just yeah, an well, idea? It was, kind of... it was, it, it's actually two songs. Right. What happens? I was living in London and I was missing. I was living in a tiny little bedsit and I was missing Australia. Right. And on the wall, I had a photograph of my girlfriend, who I married, Paula. Yes. And she was standing on the beach, and it was sunny. And so that very first section, I can't believe I'm already meeting a girl like mm-hmm. you on such a day. Maybe I'm maybe only dreaming. Yep. Mr. Sun, come back to stay. It's right. like I'm missing. And that's all I'd written. Right. And I couldn't write in. I didn't know what to do with it. And it starts in a minor key and then resolves to a major. Yep. And then later on in my time in... London, I wrote the second half, which was a separate song to a girl like you. I don't know what to say. A guy like me becomes a turntide. And then I realized that actually the two of them could be tacked together. Right, okay. Because one finished in, it was in minor and then went to major. And the second part of this song that I wrote was in D major. So they had fitted. So I thought, I'll put that on as a prelude at the start of the song. And that's how that came about. Such a brilliant song. Absolutely love it. And Wings of an Eagle? What about Wings of an Eagle? Wings of an Eagle, the record company were harassing me to write a new song. Okay. And I walked out. I was at my mother's house. Well, I lived there. And I walked out and sat on the steps and picked up my guitar and started strumming. And it just, the whole first two verses came out without a hiccup. Wow. Um, uh, um, when I'm looking out on an overcast sky in the morning, I can hear the morning is called to you. As the birds migrate and the wind is changed, I see, see the eagle soaring, although I'm just a pawn in nature's game like you. That all came out straight away. Wow. Wahoo. And then I thought, where do I go from here? What am I going to write? Mm-hmm. Where does that go and how do I make it work? Yep. And I fiddled with it and I just kept repeating it and repeating it and I couldn't come up with an idea. And I said, oh, I'll go and watch the midday movie. Mm-hmm. So I went inside, picked up the TV week to see what, 
The movie was. Yes, yes. It was a John Wayne movie called yeah. Wings of the Eagles. Yes, yes. Yep, okay. Uh, and I thought, wow, that title works because I've already mentioned an eagle in the verse. Yeah. So I went back out and I wrote the chorus there and then. I wrote that song in that very quick. Fantastic stuff! <laughs> Brilliant. All right, let's let's move on a bit because I know I know you're an extremely busy man, and I'd I'd love to talk to you forever. I really would. Um, I, I appreciate your time, my friend. Let's talk about your 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 um your your latest stuff. Like you did, you've got you've you had this trilogy. Where did the trilogy idea come from for Shark Milk? Did you originally think I'm just going to write one album, and then you thought, no, I can't. To tell the story, it's going to have to be three albums. Well, what what happened, I was um, writing a blues album because right. I, I, I hadn't sold a, a record for 30 years mm-hmm. and I figured, who cares? I want to do something that I really love. Yes. So I decided to write and do music and go back to what I first started doing, blues and rhythm and blues. Right. And I wrote about four songs and... Uh, I sort of liked them, but they just didn't quite gel with me. And I was in Sydney and I saw a newspaper article about a criminal called Thomas Archer and his nickname was Shark Jaws. Okay. And the photograph I just loved. So I took the photograph back to Melbourne. Yes. Sat there one afternoon looking at it and it virtually spoke to me. It was almost like it said, son, I lived 100 years ago. Bring me back to life. Okay. Okay. And I wrote the song. Once I wrote the song the light bulb went off in my head because I grew up in Richmond uh-huh. where the streets that Squizzy Taylor walked and where all those criminals from Underbelly and all those people had come up and grown up and all the the, the people like the um, Kane, the Kane brothers, Les and what Kane and, and all that sort of stuff and the Prendergast. Yep. I'd experienced all that. So mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to write about the streets and that's and I I thought blues is the perfect idiom for it because if I was writing say dance music it wouldn't work because no. blues was around then in that time so I had a choice of doing country which was around that time and blues so I did blues because I like blues and I love it yes and that was where it took me and I wrote the first album and then I thought I've still got a whole lot of stories in my drawer here right I want to finish them so I decided to do a trilogy. Right. And I did the trilogy, and that was um, why three albums came out. Okay, okay. And the first one, obviously, um, certified platinum. So that went that went really well for you. Number six on the Aria charts. Uh, yeah, so they all did pretty well. I was, I was pretty pretty chuffed. I got I won two Arias, you and did? Uh, yeah. it was just really good. And uh, Sharkmouth was in the charts for something like three hundred and forty weeks, which was incredible. And and the um, and the Van Diemen's Land, your highest charting album in your 50-year career. It reached number four on the overall ARIA charts. And you must have been like, wow, I should have been doing this 50 years ago. Or, or what? Was yeah, it something you transitioned I, into, I guess, or morphed into? Or you just didn't care whether you made a hit or not as long as you were allowed to do what you wanted to do? Yeah. I wanted After I'd had Shark Mouth, I wanted to have a hit. But I just um, – I wanted to make sure it was um, – Credible and believable. So, yeah, it was just, and it was a great journey for me because I loved all those stories and the stories I picked were the stories that I really loved personally. Uh-huh. So, and someone said, why didn't you do a fourth one? Because I'd written about all the stuff I wanted to do. Okay, all right. And that was right. why I stopped, yeah. Yeah, well, the, even, the, even the third one, the uh, in 2015 when you had Red Dirt 
Red Heart. That was uh, Best Blues and Roots in, in the aria, uh, Arias again. Yeah, that, that was my favourite one, actually. That's yes. the one I liked the most, yeah. Fantastic. I, look, I love them all. I mean, I've been following your career since since your days of Somebody's Image and, and absolutely love all your music. And, and to see you've been around for 50 years and you're still doing it. You've got this new album out that came out April of last year, Black and Blue Heart. So tell us a little bit about that before I let you go. Well, what I decided to do, I, I moved up to Queensland and I just started writing. And I originally started to write to do a blues album, another blues album, but not a historical one. Uh-huh. But they're the songs that came out. It was almost like I, I had no control over... I don't have any control over what I write unless I actually have a story that I'm going to start with. Yes. But if I'm writing abstractly like I do a lot of the times, whereas you pick up the guitar and you start humming a melody, that's what comes out. But if I'm going to write a story and it's about, say, uh, John Blow and he got a boat and he he sailed his boat to Indonesia and then he sailed his boat across the Pacific and uh, I've got the whole story and it's a a different type of melody will come out, a different approach. Whereas if I write with a guitar and I just start singing willy-nilly melodies, yes, um, you never know what's going to come out. And I, I find that exciting but also frustrating sometimes because you get really great parts of songs but you never get sometimes get them completed because you can't find the other section. Right. Uh, the words don't fit right or it's like putting a, re- a square peg into a round hole. Um, it's easier to write a song where you've got the story from beginning to end and... I should do that more often, but I don't find enough stories that I want to write about. That's the <laughs> so hard part. So the album was produced by um, Bernard Fanning from Powderfinger and um, Nick Nick um, Didier. Nick Didier. Yeah. So I guess they would have influenced some of this, or or did you just do what you do, what you do, which is write great music and then get their feedback on it? Because they sort of described mm. it as a rock album. Would you describe it as a rock album? Probably not rock, probably no. rock pop, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, what happened, I, I, I um, Bernard Fanning, through a friend we, we met, and uh, I asked them if they'd be interested, and I said, but please don't do it just as a project. You guys have got so many projects. I need you to listen to the songs. I'll give you all the songs. I need some sort of feedback. So I gave them the songs, and they rang me back within three days and said, listen, we love this. We want to do this album really really desperately so um and they took what i wanted to do i wanted to sound like a garage band but just one step up yep i didn't want anything over rehearsed or lines over rehearsed in the songs Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to sound a little bit casual right okay and how do you feel because i know you're a bit pushed for time um Russ, I won't keep it much longer. I just want to ask you how do you feel how do you feel as a performer the last time i saw you live was a few years ago with all this COVID and everything. I've, I've been bunkered down for almost a year, but I saw you at the Big Red Bash in 2017 and I thought you were singing as good as you were right in, your, right in the prime of the 70s. How do you feel as a singer now that you've changed your style totally? I heard this new song with Kevin Boric, uh, Call a Friend, and it's you're sort of you know, doing the verses the same and Kev doesn't sound anything like what you did way back in the 70s. And obviously these blues albums don't sound anything like what you did in the pop music in the 70s, late 60s and 70s. But when I hear you sing those songs, you can still sing them. In my opinion, you sound as good as the day I first heard you. How do you feel? Uh, I've, been, 
I was pretty fortunate, uh, along with my dear, with my mate John Farnham, we both went to the same singing teacher. Okay. Okay. And uh, that was Jack White and Jack White and Voila Ritchie. And right. uh, they really taught us pretty well how to sing. And uh, I've been fortunate enough that I, because I wanted to be an actor before a singer. Okay. So I'm quite fortunate that I can change my voice a little bit. Okay. But you did do a little bit of acting because you also did uh, riff raff yep. in the um, in the in the stage musical of Rocky Horror. So you've done a little bit of acting, and you also did uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Which do you prefer, yeah, not acting that, or not that with acting? But uh, yeah, I, I, I've always wanted to be an actor, and I never got a chance. But so I got a chance to act when I did Shark Mouth because I became different characters, and I sang with that ominous type of uh, scary type of voice. Okay, I can go from up here. I got it too. Just a few different timbers that you get in your voice. Russ, you got the most incredible voice. I'm not just saying that. I I think your singing is great. You 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 stage. You have so much fun up there, and I yeah, just I do enjoy. It. You yeah. do. It's just shows. Oh, I've, got, through... I've got a band. I've got a band from hell. These guys. They're the best band around. So they're the guys that, that you would have had when I saw you back yeah. in the, at the bash. Yeah. yeah? yeah. That's the band, Such yeah. an incredible band. Like your drummer. How old's your drummer? He's only a young fella, isn't he, compared to the rest of you guys? <laughs> Johnny, no, Johnny's the same age as me. Oh, really? Oh, goodness me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or is it your bass player? you got one guy up there who's the really... The bass player was young, yeah. Oh, that's it. I'm getting confused. Because yeah. I'm going to say, one yeah. of them just looked right out of place yeah. by comparison to the rest of you yeah. guys. Um, and it was him. How old is he, by, by, by the way? Uh, the bass player was thirty-four. Okay, okay, wow, bass yeah. player's thirty-four, and you guys was like in your in your well back then you would have been in your late sixties. Johnny and I, yeah, we'd been in our sixties then, yeah. and Pete, Pete was in his forties, late forties, uh -huh. yeah. Uh huh. Fantastic stuff, mate. I, I really appreciate your time today. I'd love to chat. And I to appreciate yours, Phil, and you, you take care and good luck to everyone in Victoria with uh, this dreadful thing that's happening. Let's oh, hope it yeah. goes away. It's all over the planet, mate, and and I really would love to catch up with you at another stage and talk to you a bit later on when all this nonsense oh, goes well, you've down. Got my number, mate, so you can ring me anytime you want. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll I've posted your stuff up on the gig guide. I didn't realise you only had uh, you got four gigs. I thought you've only seen two, so I've posted the two current ones. I'll look for the others and I'll put them up on the website. Yeah, well, two two I know are in uh, in uh, Townsville. They're on the um, in the Spiegel tent. Okay. On the 25th and 26th of September. And the other two, 22nd and 23rd, oh no, the 12th and the 13th, I can't remember, down down on the Gold Coast. Okay, fantastic. All right, mate, look, I'll let you go. I know you're flat Thanks, out. Mate. I Thanks know you're busy. Again. Thank you so much. And I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be playing as much of your music as I can on my program every Sunday and try and uh, try and make sure people catch on to these later albums as well as listening to your classic hits. I appreciate it. Thanks a million, mate. You're very welcome. Thank you so really much. Okay, see you, mate. Thank you, mate. Bye. Oh, well, there you go, listeners. Russell Morris, what an absolute gem of a man. Fantastic entertainer and what a career. Uh, look, he, I've been sort of hunting to get Russell on the phones for years when I was at another radio station and uh, finally through my good friend Kevin Borich, uh, we were able to tee it up and... Yeah, I just think Russell and I are going to become good friends as well, just like I am with Kevin Boric. So 
What an incredible guy. I hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, some of the stuff. I learned a little bit of stuff too because I was always under the impression that that um, real thing, for example, was written for Ronnie Burns, but he cleared that up for us and then told us all about the other ones. Look, great guy, great Great, great chat with him. He's such a lovely fella. I'm going to play a track from his uh, last album, Black and Blue Heart, and then I've got to play a request for Mark. Mark wanted to hear some Jimmy Barnes because we did uh, we did touch on his uh, trilogy, which, of course, is uh, Sharkmouth and Van Diemen's Land and uh, Red, Hurt, Red, da- uh, Red, Red Dirt, Red Heart. And his latest album, which he brought out last year, is an, uh, is an album called Black and Blue Heart. And I'm going to play you uh, the title track from that, Black and Blue Heart, um, for Russell Morris. And all his fans, me included. I'm one of his biggest fans, I think. Although, no, I think I think Wizzo from Party Central is probably, I would say, one of his biggest fans. <laughs>
get knocked down and you get back up and you're standing right there on your feet. You've been intimidated, you've been betrayed, you've been let down, oh, so, so many times. You're a hopeless romantic and you're standing right there on the fire There you go, listeners. Black and Blue Heart. That's Russell Morris's latest album. Came out last year, and uh, you can you can check it out on Spotify if you like. Or um, I guess when he's gigging again, you'll have to follow him, find out where he is, because he sells his music at his gigs, and you might be lucky enough to get one signed. I'm going to send this next track out to Mark, and then I've got one more for Wizzo at Party Central. This is a number called "Lay Down Your Guns" from the Two Fires album. Jimmy Barnes.
Going out to Market Party Central, lay down your guns, Jimmy Barnes. I've got a few more requests to get through, and then I'm going to finish up the live show of Aussie Flashbacks. But don't you hang up when I hang up the headphones, okay? Because you can now get Aussie music 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go to my website, aussieflashbacks.com.au. Now, we are organising an app for the Android phones. Uh, We thought it would be ready today, but it's not. It's all done and registered and everything, but... You know, it takes time for them to go through it and make sure that it's okay before they approve it. So very shortly, we will have our own designated app for Aussie Flashbacks. And if all you need to do is download it to your phone, and there you can request. Um, you can uh, listen live. It's just a press of a button. It is so simple. Once you have that app on your phone, listen live is a press, and um, request is one more press. You can contact us if you need to. Um and there's also a survey that we're going to put on there because I want to know what people want to hear, you see. I, I'm, I think I'm doing everything right, but if there's something you want to hear, you might want to hear, you know, something totally different to what I'm playing. And and all feedback is good feedback. If you don't like some of the music and you say, hey, can you play a bit more of this or a bit more of that, uh, you know, I can't please all of the people all of the time, but I will do my best to please uh, all of the people some of the time, okay? So make sure you... Um, Uh, Have a look at that as well. As soon as it's out, I'll make a note. Follow me on Facebook. Keep an eye on my Facebook page and I will there tell you what's going on and what's happening. Um, And also you can check me out on Spotify as well. Now this next song is going out to Chris. He wanted to hear some Band of Lights from the uh, Total Union album. It's a number called The Destiny Song.
Oh, there we go. That classic blues rock band going back to the mid-70s. Band of Light, and that was the Destiny song. All right, I'm going to play another track now. Now, this is Jade Hurley. Now, Jade Hurley is my guest on the show next week. Um, we've got some good guests coming up. We've got uh, – who do we have? We've got um, – well, we've got Jade next week, and then, um, oh, goodness me, I've got, well, I've got Round Mountain Girls, they're coming up, and who else did I have? Oh, goodness me, it's escaped me, but I've got another one, I've got Frankie J. Holden from Old 55 and the old Sky Daddies, he's going to be coming on too in the next couple of weeks. A lot of good artists lined up, okay, so uh, you make sure you stick out and follow the program and check it out on my webpage because that'll tell you, aussieflashbacks.com.au, that will tell you who's coming up next. And uh, there's podcasts, if you missed uh, the Russell Morris interview, you can check it on there, the podcast will be up probably this evening, and uh, you can listen to it there. If you really liked it, you can listen to it again, you know. And also, don't forget, follow me on Facebook, all right, because that's where you find out most of the stuff in advance. And you can also check me out on Spotify. So getting back to Jade, he's on the program next week with his brand-new album. It's called The Vault, and this is a classic number from it. Very different version of this one. A Credence classic, a.k.a. by Jade Hurley. Oh, 
Oh, there you go, listeners. Jade Hurley's proud memory from his brand new CD, The Vault. So make sure you check it out. He's going to be my guest entertainer on the phone lines next week. All right. Now, that man's been around forever. He's been playing his music and doing his stuff, and he's still very popular to today. And um, I'm sure it's going to be very interesting chatting with him. Okay, I'm going to play a couple of tracks before I hang up the headphones. This was uh, a song that I played last week from my special guest, Mark Oates. He was my entertainer, my special guest last week. And this is coming from the Mark Oates and Matty Zarb album. It's a track called Caledonia. Sitting here before the fire, the empty room and a forest choir. The flames that could not get any higher, they're withered now, they're gone. But I'm a steady thinker that my way is clear, and I don't know what I'll do tomorrow. 
and Matty Zab, Caledonia. Now, if you do want to check that album out, you can find it on Spotify, okay? If you type in Mark Oates first, Mark Oates, O-A-T-S, and Matty Zab, Z-A-R-B, there you will find that album, okay? And it's got some fantastic tracks on it. It's almost time for me to hang up the headphones, folks. Before I do that, though, I'm going to play another track by Corey Legg. Now, he's got this brand-new album out. It's called Some Days, and it's out for release on the 1st of September. If you want to get a signed copy of it, follow the guy on Facebook. Message him on Facebook, okay? And he'll send you a, uh, a signed copy. Postage free, $25. Signed copy of his new album, Some Days. Coming out on the 1st of September. Now, this is a single from that album. It's a number called Fireball.
Oh, there you go, listeners. That was Corey Legg's Fireball from his brand-new album, Some Days, which is due for release on the 1st of September. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Russell Morris. Don't forget to uh, check me out next week, all right? We've got Jade Hurley on the program next week. We've got some good acts coming up in coming weeks. I hope you enjoy what we're doing. Don't you hang up when I hang up the headphones, okay? Stick it out, okay? We've got great music coming your way. All you've got to do is go to aussieflashbacks.com.au or, oh, no, I've had one more request. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I was just about to hang up the headphones. All right, I'm going to... Fa- <laughs> oh, crikey. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I got, oh, now I've got to find the blessed thing. Oh, it's just coming in right now. It's just coming right now. You know what? I... I don't think I can even find it in time. Um, leave it with me. Give me a sec. I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Uh, okay. So listen, don't forget to check me out on, um, as I said, on the um, the um, Spotify and also on AussieFlashbacks.com.au and go to the website AussieFlashbacks.com. Now, this is the absolute last request. It's Buffalo's Little Queenie. I should end with this every week <laughs> instead of Goodnight Sweetheart, which is coming up, incidentally.
Oh, there we go. That is my last request, okay? That's my last request for the evening, and I'm going to hang up the headphones very shortly. But what I want you to do is stick around. Don't you go when I go, because I've got great music coming your way. I've got Brian Cadden, Buffalo, and Chain already sitting there ready to rock and roll. So you can now get Aussie music 24 hours a day, seven days a week on aussieflashbacks.com.au. So check it out, okay? Very soon we're going to have a designated app for the Android phones. Follow me on Spotify. Let me know what you think on Aussie Flashbacks Facebook page. Like me. I'm a very likeable person, okay? (laughs) Until next week, folks, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, Jane Hurley, special guest next week. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night.